All right. Welcome back, people. People. We're doing a bonus chapter. Why? Because people are freaking the F out. Corona time. <laughs> corona time. We should have some Coronas here. We should. I don't want to make light of it. From now on, yes. This is my... I'm being a duck right now. You know why I'm being a duck? What being a duck means? <laughs> yeah, you can't see my legs. Like I'm cool and calm and collected on the surface. Yeah. And my feet are kicking like hell like a lot of yeah. people. So, Or are you um, a sitting duck? Yeah. like a, uh, <laughs> You are not funny. I'm Josh Sigmund, and I'm a mortgage lender. I'm also a geek for money, not just earning it and saving it, but literally everything about it. I love that money has rules. It has its truths. I love investment strategies, and I love making money work for us. For so many, money is emotional. For me, it's logical, like a puzzle. My passion is also helping others with their money. I love looking at people's finances, dissecting their puzzle, and rebuilding with strategy and purpose. And I'm really good at it. I'm making this podcast about my money strategies, not the things that are written in books or sold in programs. It's a podcast outlining the lessons I've learned and used for the past 15 years. These strategies help me and those who use them save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. Let me teach you how to build your net worth. You ready? Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Um, so, I mean, we got to talk about what's going on in the world today because yeah. people need, there's a lot of information, there's a lot of misinformation, there's, uh, you know, everyone's got an opinion, so I think we should share ours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think we need to make sure we educate some people on what's happening and what the terms are that are yeah. being thrown around. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the, the, the difference between a recession? Are we in a recession? No, not yet. Could we possibly... Um, what's the difference between a correction versus a bear market? People don't really understand that. Uh, should I sell everything? My stock market is off by 25%, yeah. 30% almost in some cases, depending on which you know index you're looking at. Um, and crap, on top of that, there's this virus that's spreading around the world. And should we just sell so everything crazy. and move out to the ranch, right? I mean, if it was up to Randy <laughs> Rouse, we would be on a ranch. Well, Randy Rouse is a pretty smart guy. <laughs> um, you know... I don't know where to start other than to say that making decisions about money when you're in an emotional state, which is a fear-based state, usually is a bad choice. Okay. So let's just start there. Let's start right? there. And I, I think we start with the education piece. So we've had an unbelievable run in the stock market, right? We've had right. an 11, 12-year run in the stock market. So you know, if you go back 2007, 2008, um, you, know, you hit an index of around six to 7,000. Uh, January, it was almost right at 30,000, you know, January 1st, so 29,000 and change. So bottom line is if you had money in the stock market, if you got lucky and you mm -hmm. picked the, the literally the lowest day ever, uh, you know, in that 2007, eight timeframe, you had, you know, four X, you know, a 400% mm -hmm. return on your investment. Yeah. So how would we say the stock market's done over the last decade and a quarter? I mean, oh, over the last decade? Yeah, really well. Really, 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 really well. good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so were we expecting it to fall? Yes. And we've been actually, it's funny that we, uh, but were we, I think that everyone <laughs> would hope that it didn't, but yeah, the, the market's been expecting another correction. So yeah. this is where the education piece comes in that people need to understand what we're really looking at and what's normal, what's not normal. Uh, yes, it's exasperated because of the coronavirus, but let's start with corrections. Okay. okay. 
Corrections are defined as a more than 10% decrease in the stock market. Okay. okay. More, a, than more than 10%. More than 10%. So 9%, my correction, 10%, 11%. Yes. So 10 to 20% is typically what you would consider a correction. Okay. 20% or more is what you would call a bear market. Okay. So, okay. Uh, separate of a bull market. Bull market would be when market's going up. Bear market has gone down by 20%. Okay. What? Say it again. Uh, the bear market. Bear market is, is when the market has gone down by more than 20%. Okay. So correction, 10%, bear market, 20%. It's kind of the common terminology. Uh, and then you go separate than that is what's a recession? Well, recession is when you have two back-to-back quarters of negative economic activity. So down economic activity compared to previous quarters, right? That's what you, where you would have a recession. Okay. Okay. So are we in a recession yet? No, we haven't had one quarter of, of one negative quarter. economic activity and we would need two back to back. So, so six months, six months of yeah, falling, of falling. Yeah. Um, could that happen? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, if you asked me three weeks ago, the answer was, I didn't think we'd have it. Right. Uh, based on what's happening globally with a unknown virus, that's really scaring a lot of people. Um, the, the stock market's not the issue. It's going to be the people that are staying home and not getting a paycheck right? that can't then spend that money that they mm-hmm. didn't get that then requires businesses to shut down and small business owners like restaurateurs and bars I know, to I shut. Know. Yeah. That's where the potential of a recession really comes from. But were we expecting a decrease in the stock market? Yes. And people have been talking about a, at least a correction, if not a bear, for about two years. Um, cause I've been asked about that over and over and over and over again. Like, is this a good year to buy? Is this a good year to sell? Should I buy in the stock market? Should I not? Okay. So here's the global information you'll be given from 90% of financial planners out there in regards to, should you sell out of the stock market right now? Uh, if you are not planning on using that money for at least three years, okay. long-term planned on retirement, you should absolutely not sell out not the stock market it. unless you are forced to, meaning you have no other options. Okay. Right? So, of course, if you have zero money in the bank, if you've maxed out your credit, if you got zero reserves, you're going to go to the stock market. Have to. But in the absence of that, the answer is leave it. Leave it because you are uh, Because you are choosing to take money out at a third discount, right? What was worth 100 bucks January 1st is worth in a lot of cases between 25 and uh, 30 bucks less. So 70 to 75 bucks today. Um, This is a good thing to write down in general, pay attention to guys, which is uh, you make money in how you buy properties. Mm -hmm. Uh, You make money in how you sell stocks, right? Like you don't make money in, in the purchase of the stock. You make money in the sale of the stock. You don't make money in the sale of real estate. You make it in the purchase. It's the opposite. So how many people do you think are out there actively selling stuff right now? Selling their stocks? Uh, A lot. A lot? And I know that. Okay. Uh, I know that because there's uh, illiquidity in the marketplace. Okay. um, Let me explain kind of what happens in a big picture so so people understand this better. Yeah. So eight years are going by, you know, so go back to 2018 and you've already had now a 10-year run the stock market. Okay. And people have their, just use easy numbers, they've got $100,000 in the market. And shit, they look back and they're like, crap, I've made 300% return. So I want to put more money in the stock market because I'm going to get this easy 10% return every year Mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Not true, but that's the view in 2018. So people start to leverage their money. 
So you can margin out your money, which basically means that if you've got a hundred thousand, you could ask the you know the Schwab or the Edward Jones to lend you the same amount of money and put it in the stock market, oh. right? Because if a hundred thousand dollars in two thousand nineteen, which remember it was over twenty percent return for most people's portfolio last year, wow. if a hundred thousand dollars made you twenty, then would it be great if I borrowed a hundred? It wasn't even my money. And I made 40,000 on the 100,000 bucks. Yeah. Right? So now it looks like it's a 40% return. So that all is well and good while stocks go up, which is never permanent, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why if you're going to play that game, you better be an expert and, and understand what the risks are. Because when mm-hmm. the stock market started to fall in January and going into February faster and faster, um, there's margin calls. The margin calls are, hey, dude, like, you have to pay back this loan because you don't have, have enough collateral to protect Ooh, it anymore. Yeah. Well, imagine now that if you margin this money out, well, when you, when you go to sell, you didn't get your hundred thousand dollars back. You're really you're gonna you're if the market went down by thirty, it really went down by sixty. Right. Right. So you might get forty bucks back of your hundred bucks mm. or forty thousand bucks of your hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. And it's a forced call. It's a margin call because the asset went down. So the leverage has to go down with it. Okay. Well, then that makes the stock market pile on faster and faster because margin calls are happening and people are getting scared and they watch, you know, the, uh, the first day was a 2000 point drop. It was the worst day, you know, since, um, I think it was 87 or whatever it was. It was one of the top three worst days ever as far as falls. Um, which was representative at the time of a 3% drop in the market in a single day. Yeah. Which just at that time right. meant that we just didn't make money this year because we made about 3% in January. So in one day's time, you lost the whole 3%. So that month. was like mid or end of February, uh, right? Yeah, mid-February mid, I think is when that actually yeah. happened. I think it was February 9th for some reason that sticks in my head. Could be wrong, but yeah, mid-February. Yeah. Um, my point though in, in saying that is, so at that point, okay, not a big deal to the average person because you just didn't make money yet this year. Um, but now people are getting more scared, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's like trying to catch a falling knife. At what point are you, mm-hmm. are you, are you, is it about to hit the bottom where you grab the hilt or are you still grabbing the blade? You know, yeah. it's, it's really not a fun experience to try and catch a falling knife. And and that's what's the, been this free fall in the stock market. So now you're adding on so the correction was expected, be clear. So mm-hmm. everyone in, that's you know on Wall Street was definitely expecting a correction this year. They probably thought it was going to happen later in the year, but they were expecting a correction because it's been so big, big of a run for so long. We're just due. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, you look back and say, well, what happened in, in China, right? Right. So obviously coronavirus, it looks like, an, uh, originated in Wuhan, uh, China. And that was kind of the epicenter. And all of a sudden, China does the right thing by locking down its mm-hmm. borders, locking down some cities first, then locking down in uh, major cities. Uh, the problem with that is, is a lot of American products that or companies that are that that are relying on them for a supply chain now no longer have a active right. supply chain. So yeah. you look at like a Apple or you look at a Nike or Under Armour. All made in China. The mm-hmm. parts are, the shoes are made there, the microchips are made there, all made in China. And now the workers are not allowed to go to work because yeah. I'm sure in China they, they'd march you out into a field and arrest you. I'll say it, I'll be nicer. <laughs> They'll take you out and arrest you. But you yeah. listen to your communist government. You don't have the option to, to sure. not do what they tell you to do. Yeah. 
And, um, and so all of a sudden you're supply chain. So, so now you've got this normal correction happening, exasperated by a supply chain issue, mm -hmm. exasperated by margin calls. Um, and then you add on the fear because now it leaves China's borders and you've got uh, Iran as a major hotbed. You've got uh, Italy as a major hotbed. Now you've got Europe as a whole is, is being locked down. You got, uh, and, 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 right? So now we're looking down and here we are. We're in the studio day of what, the 17th? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Yes, yeah, St. Patty's Day. We're in green. I'm not. Uh, Yikes. Hold on. <laughs> Did I pinch you? Um, is there green on here? Yeah. Actually, I touched you. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> See? Oh, heavens. Ooh, what kind of Don't worry sanitizer about you got there? It's got legacy on it. Look at Legacy on. Mutual. Um, isn't that weird that I just washed my hands? But I mean, that's the world we live in today. It's on the 17th and already you've got San Francisco's locked down and seven surrounding counties. You've got, I talked to my aunt this morning in Pittsburgh and they're locked down. Uh, lots of major cities, no bars are closed, restaurants yeah, closed. Yeah, so what's the status here in San Antonio? Today, mm -hmm. and this will be interesting to compare to two days from now. Yeah. Uh, one hour ago, I got a text that Amazon is is no longer shipping except for you know food and medical stuff. And that um, is like, to me, I was thinking why, because, you know, H-E-B is in, in well, all no the grocery the stores, right? They're all bare on the shelves. They're all bare. Toilet paper, good luck in two weeks. Correct. And <laughs> my thought was, why are people not, well, actually this was three days ago. Why are people not ordering from Amazon? Because we do our subscribe and save mm -hmm. and we just got both of our shipments. And so for me, when I <laughs> Amazon was down, I'm like, uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, maybe we'll get out of here, and that's you know misinformation yeah. from yeah. Russia that's been published. But the word is is that Amazon just just yeah. ceased shipping. And our kids, um, schools out, schools for, out until April April's, the third for Comal, I think it is, April and 3rd April sixth for Northeast for Northeast. Mm -hmm. um, so the world's changing. So yeah, it's scary out there. You know, I've got a uh, young at heart elderly parents, seventies uh, mm -hmm. for my dad and my mom. I've got asthma. My dad has asthma. Um, so over 70 with asthma, scary time. And he's in California. Yeah. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is, you know, how you handle it is really the big, is the big question, but how, to, but this is a financial conversation. So yeah. what do you do? What do you not do? Okay. Yeah. So prudent things where you start with stocks. Okay. You don't sell at the bottom. Don't sell at the <laughs> don't bottom. Don't sell at the bottom. In fact, uh, I've gone out every other week since this started. So I think it's, you know, end of January. I'm actually buying the stock picks and putting money with my financial planners okay. on the way down. Yes. Okay. Because do I think Amazon's going to go out of business? No, I don't think Amazon's <laughs> going to go out of business. Uh, do I think that iPhones are going to cease to exist? No, Apple's going to be just fine they get eventually. get that flip flown back out. Right. Flip flown. Uh, I think I said Amazon earlier. I meant Apple uh, for Chinese uh, microsystems coming over. But my point is, is that whether it takes three months or six months or a year, they're going to recover. So I look at it as great opportunity if you've got spare cash to buy in and buy your companies cheaper, right? Okay. Um, one of the quotes so I you, always hang on really quick. So you said if mm -hmm. you have spare cash, if you have spare what cash, what does that mean yeah. though? Like for real, what does that mean? Does that mean like so? Is there an as amount? As long as you're still so remember in theory, uh, we want to have some cash reserves. So I think it's prudent at this time to have some cash reserves and literally both in checking account, but also literally cash. Uh, get some cash from the bank and put okay. it in your pocket. Not a lot. No run on banks. None of that craziness. Um, don't take everything out of your bank either. Like that would make the problem even worse. Um, but having some cash in hands. So does this go back to the 
um, three to six month survival number yeah, type stuff. Yeah, you have your three to six month survival number uh, handy for things exactly like this. If you've got your three to six yeah. months, you know we're we're being told we're gonna be locked down for two to two weeks to eight weeks, right? Right. And maybe it goes to three months, but there's the point. We have three month survival numbers, and we're not gonna be spending money at the movies, and we're not gonna be eating out. Right. So you're gonna be having the money in your survival the bare amount, for yeah. survival. Yeah. Right. Um, but if you're in a fortunate situation where there still is a paycheck, um, then that's what I mean by the spare cash. So when my money comes in, when my paycheck comes in, I'm taking a third, a third, a third. And what I mean by that is a third is going to go to just reserves, beef up that, that money market just a little bit more than normal. A third of every paycheck is going to go to extra cash in hand. Um, a third of it, of the spare, I would say would be to, you know, keep on investing, you know, dollar cost average on the way down, take advantage of cheaper stock market prices because you make a lot of money when it turns back around, not at the expense of you being able to take care of you and your family. Family, okay. But if you've got a cheap pay, you've got your reserves, you don't feel stressed there, then you throw some extra money in as you go. Um, and then the last third is at your discretion. So yes, you still have to service some of your debts. I will tell you one cool thing that Trump did today, the 17th, was... Um, and I don't want to give credit to just Trump, you know, but the administration just approved. If you have a tax burden, so you're filing your tax here April 15th, mm-hmm. if you have a tax burden up to $1 million, there is a 90-day deferment. Wow. So you don't have to pay your taxes that you owe up to $1 million for an individual, up to $10 million for corporations Wow. for 90 days to create extra cash flow because there's going to be people yeah. that lose their jobs or are not going to be able, they're going to have to take unpaid vacation depending on the industry that they're in. Wow. That's an example of how big of a decision they're making. So let's go into the Fed. They made that really fast then. That was today. Yeah, that was very, very, but it's important to understand that there's a gravity of the situation that's important because most people aren't prepared. Right. So the timeliness of this podcast is super interesting super interesting. Uh, I wish we started last January than this (laughs) January because uh, it would be more helpful, but um, this is why money management works uh, or is important because no one plans. My dad would tell me all the time, no one plans an accident. No one plans yeah. the coronavirus to pop up and shut I mean, down everyone's business. Yeah. No one plans that. So being prepared and making better decisions, I think that this will actually correct some of the mentality of Americans when it's all done with Yeah. into, ah, that really sucked not being able to pay some bills while we were in a stressed out situation living at home mm-hmm. for three months or two months or one month, then they'll yeah. probably budget better afterwards, right? Like you look at any grandparent or great grandparent that mm-hmm. came out of World War II yes. or World War One, they didn't throw anything away. My, my, my wife's mother, love her to death, uh, the, the German mentality from New Braunfels yeah. has probably never thrown away anything ever <laughs> because one day I'll probably use that. I'll one use day it, yeah. I might need that, right? Yeah. You know, and now, you know, we, we're in this society of throw everything away. Like and declutter my, three my times gra- a year, just get rid my of it. My grandmother, um, she passed away two years ago at 91. And she, she and my grandpa literally built their life on the envelope system. That's and awesome. I mean, and she always said, you got to pay yourself first. You got to pay yourself first. But yep. she was very frugal and she very uh, was very clear about you know, necessity versus extra and waste. And, um, it was because of that, that era, that Mm -hmm. time period. And so, um, it's interesting that you say that because I think that there is some opportunity for that, honestly, to change some behaviors and 
I think, again, we, we said in one of the first two episodes, you know, people don't make changes till there's pain. Right. Well, there's some pain coming. A little pain. There's, there's some pain coming. A little pain. Um, that's a silver lining. I'll probably make some changes for the better, honestly. But uh, not to make any light of, you know, people will be gravely ill. You yeah. Know, or worse. So, yeah. Um, so going back to what to and not do. So the th- the last third I said, remember I said a third you save, a third you you might invest if you've got it. The other third is up to discretion, right? Um Here's what I mean by that right now. You might, I mean, first of all, you still have to service other debts. But thank God you don't have to pay your taxes right right away. 90 days from now you will, unless they prolong that. Prolong but, it, yeah. Um, but you still have to make your minimum payments on your credit card. So yeah. if that's that third, so be it. Um, you might be even more conservative and save additional cash because I think there's going to be a great opportunity in investing in real estate and in uh, real estate and in the market in the coming months or years. Um, so that's not a horrible idea. But the last piece of the puzzle is I think it's a great season to give and take care of people. Mm, I love um, that. Yeah. Well, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine named Grover from Colorado. Um, they're already starting to see the early signs of lockdowns as well and the early signs of layoffs. So his brother in law got laid off today unannounced. Oh my gosh. And, you, and yeah. you're looking at that. It's like, well, you know, I've got roughly 250 employees at Legacy. Yeah. There's going to be, we're not laying people off right now, thank God, mm-hmm. but there's going to be spouses of yeah. of our little family that um, are going to need help. And so yeah. uh, taking, you know, look at small business owners, you know, Katie that works with our team, they've got a, a bar in New yeah. Brothels. There's not going to be a whole lot of people going to bars if the bars are shut down and already it's slowed I down. You know. know. So, so when you think about the, you know, look for opportunity to take care of people, you know, it, it can't be this hoarding mentality. It's, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. No one gets to hide from the invisible disease. It's yeah. coming. It's going to affect a whole lot of us. Um, it doesn't, it shouldn't be afraid of it, but you should take note of it and it's the opportunity to kind of bind together too, right? Yeah. Um, other so let that, me let me just wrap yeah. let me recap that because I think that was really good. So basically you're saying um with the so the plan is, right, in layman's terms, with the money that you have, <clears throat> think of it a third, a third, and a third. So um one third of the money that you have coming in should be to stock your float accounts, which is three to six months of survival number, living expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep stocking that. Another, the second third could be to continue buying in stocks and investing. Mm-hmm. And the last third um, to obviously continue paying off debts that you owe, um, saving additional cash to protect yourself even further, um, or to invest in some of the opportunities that are coming up with and uh, could be coming up in real estate mm-hmm. and or to give and take care of people. Yep. Yeah, I think Is there's that some correct? family. Yeah, there's family discretion there, uh, but I think you should look at it on a, on, a, on a paycheck by paycheck, right? Okay. Um, yes, you don't do your you don't do the world any service if you can't take care of yourself, and now somebody right. has to take care of you. So the first third has to be at least to take care of you and you and that, and yeah. it might be the last third too would be you're behind, so sack some money, more money away. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, we're gonna need to take care of some other people too, right? So what do you think about um, like? prescriptions and things like that. And the uh, reason this comes up is yeah. because, um, you know, obviously Wesson being a type one diabetic, yep. um, thank goodness, everything is kind of falling at a, at a good time, quote unquote for us. Right. Um, we get shipments and stock and supplies and in three month increments. Yep. Well, it's 
mid-March. And so everything showed up, showed up. Good. Thank God. Right. Um, but how does that affect? I mean, I think it's, I think it's very smart. So I am not a weirdo survive. I'm not going to say weirdo is a wrong word because I, I do believe in thinking ahead, uh, in generals, but I'm not a survivalist if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I had an interesting conversation. So uh, I'm just going to kind of share a little bit about this because I think it's it's interesting to note. So I was on the plane about five years ago with a random guy I was sitting next to. And, you know, you get to talking eventually because I like people and I start talking to him. And he was a prepper. Like, and this is yeah. five years before prepping was really cool, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but he was definitely a prepper and we were just chit-chatting and he found out that, you know, I had some personal property and he said, well, you know, what do you have stored on it? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so he tells me enough details about all the stuff he's doing. I was like, wow, you are a weirdo. You that was my are, first thought. Right. Um, you know, because the end of the world it's is hard to, It is hard right. to think. It's hard to imagine. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you can't, the, the brain protects you from thinking about the yeah. worst, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a scary place to think about because you'll sure. wake up in nightmares and cold sweats. <laughs> um, yeah, but one thing he did say to me that was super interesting was he said, well, Josh, do you pay for insurance? I said, of course I do. He said, well, what kind of insurance do you pay for? I said, well, I've got car insurance. And he said, well, how much do you pay a year? I said, I don't know, like 1200 bucks. He said, I said, well, I've got homeowner's insurance. And he's like, how much is that? I said, oh, 2400 bucks a year. And he's like, do you have life insurance? I said, yeah, I pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> and disability insurance and uh, umbrella insurance and rental property and, insurance and, 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 and he's like, yeah. so how much do you like spend on all that stuff a year? I was like, I don't know, like yeah. probably 30, 50,000 bucks a year in insurances. And, um, he's like, and you haven't even insured the worst case. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you know, a lot of things you're talking about are like, you replace a car, you replace a, a house, mm-hmm. like even life insurance, like you're dead. Like, you're it, dead. Like that's oh, not really, taking care of your Yeah, your you're peeps, taking care <laughs> of your family. But he said, uh, yeah. how much are you investing for like, if you are wrong and I am right, maybe there is a disruption, right? Mm. And I was, so we'll say what a disruption is. And he said, well, like in his use was, you know, like the electrical grid goes down for three months or whatever. He said, uh, do you know what the average person only has two months or sorry, two days of food and supplies in their pantry? This is so weird that I'm talking about this, right? <laughs> so this is five years ago. And he's like, well, so, you know, if you just set aside a couple hundred bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month and you just slowly bought up some stuff, like, you know, buy some medical supplies, buy some extra food, just throw some extra cans in the pantry. You know, uh, I'm an asthmatic. So don't just have one inhaler. Like, like have, a few. have a few of them and have yeah. them in multiple places in your car, in your house, at your work. Um, you would just be better prepared. Better prepared and that's yeah. insurance to me. I was like, ah, oh, I've never heard it. Said that is that a way. great analogy. It's, it's like you're just creating insurance. So my point when we're talking about like, what could you do? Like, I'm not freaking out about coronavirus. I am taking note about it. Right. And I'm concerned for my family and of course, uh, my kids. Sure. Um, I was telling I, you yesterday, right. like I, I typically do not get hyped up. Yep. I, you know, my theory because of my precious mom, she's like, don't give it energy. We're going to be okay. You know, just keep your mind positive. And so it takes kind of a lot to rattle me. And I haven't been rattled until, I don't know yet. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I was like, you know. You don't want to do the podcast. No, I said we probably just need to be prepared that it might not happen, especially if like poor Gabe didn't want to come in and like deal with us. Right. <laughs> um, it's a real conversation. It is a conversation. And, you know, and then I think about, gosh, I, not that I would want any of my children to be sick, but you know, there's one that could just be a lot worse than the others. Yep. And so you start to like 
okay, like the hype is getting to me and I don't want to think it's just hype. Now I don't want to bury my head in the sand. I don't want to freak out, but you know, what do we need to be doing and not be, you know, just gallivanting around like nothing's, nothing's wrong, you know? So, so I want to take this back. I love you said that because I want to tie this all back into What's the government doing to respond? Not just the coronavirus, but yeah. let's talk about our money. Yeah, let's, let's talk it. about our finances. Let's talk about our uh, the stock market in general. Because understanding that piece is super important too. And there's a, a line that's not mine, um, but it's be greedy when people are fearful, be fearful when people are greedy, right? Be so greedy when, when people, people are, are fearful, fearful. Be fearful when people are greedy. So end of 2019, everyone made over 20% in the market. What everyone do early January, double down, right? People yeah. are throwing money in the market. Uh, that is a sign to be fearful. And mm. clearly, oh my gosh, that yeah. worked, right? Yeah. But the flip side is, are people fearful now? Yes. Yes. That's why it's good to think in terms of uh, super wealthy people make a lot of money in the down markets. Mm-hmm. Like there was a very few people that bet against mortgage-backed securities back in 2007 and 8 that are billionaires now, right? They, they bet yeah. against the housing at the peak of the housing mm-hmm. and uh, and the decline of the, uh, you know, when the bubble burst, they're the ones that capitalized because they were uh, greedy when people were fearful and vice versa, right? Yeah. Um, so what does that mean or how can you take advantage of that? Well, let's talk about what the response by the U.S. government's been because people need to understand what it means when the news says, you know, Fed fund rate 0%, right? Yes. Because it, it's not understanding this is, is part of the problem, right? Right. So... Couple of weeks back, Fed slashes fund rates by a half point. So it went from 1.25 uh, down to 0.75, roughly. Um, federal funds rate. The federal funds rate, right? So the federal funds rate is the rate at which banks borrow money from the Fed for overnight uh, money, access to monies. Uh, you got to think short term. Um, so what, what so that it really went affects, from, Say that one more time. So it went to. From, it went from like 1.25 to 0.75. That's not even right. It went from 1.5 to 0.5. That's what it was. 1.5 1.5 to 0.5. Yeah, because it was one third of what they had in their barrel. Wow. So it went from 1.5 to, um, say it one last time, scratch. Here we scratch. go. Scratch. 1.5 to 1. That's what it was. 1.5 to, to 1. 1. Yes. Okay. So that's what happened a couple of weeks ago. And then it followed up with this past Sunday. So if you're listening to it this week, literally last Sunday, you all heard it went from 1 to 0, Right. Um, so it was in this range of one to one to quarter. Now it's from 0.0 to 0.25%. So literally the cost to borrow money at the Fed to the banks, from the banks to the Fed is zero, right? Um, oh, that's why people are emailing us asking yes. if they can have a 0% interest rate. Yes, yes. Okay, got yes. it. No, it is not tied to long-term <laughs> rates. I've had this conversation 300 <laughs> times Gabe, in the last two days. Gabe, stop asking, okay? <laughs> um <laughs> What it's tied to is short-term rates, though. So where you get immediate reprieve when the Fed drops is you'll typically see credit card rates a little bit lower. Car loans will end up being a little lower. Okay. Um, you know, student loans, short-term. Just think short-term. Um, so the federal fund right. rate equals short The short-term. reason why mortgage rates went, de- went down starting about three weeks ago is because of typically when the stock market goes down, rates go down, mm-hmm. Right. That's what happens naturally. Um, now, what happened, interestingly enough, is last week, as in the week of the 10th of February, 
fifth to the twelfth time frame. In February or March? Of February of March. Shoot, we're in March now. Of fifth okay. to the twelfth of March, interest rates actually went up. Okay, at exactly the same time as this is mortgage interest rates. Mortgage at the exact same t- uh, time as the Fed says zero percent biggest drop one yeah. point. Now we're down to zero in the federal funds rate. So people are waking up on Monday morning saying, "Hey." Mortgage interest rates are down. Right. It's not correct. Uh, the m- normal media is a couple weeks behind when it comes to advertising of interest rates. The lowest mortgage rates were actually two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Last week, rates started going up. Why did that happen when the stock market was going down is the really crazy question, right? Right, because, because you just typically, said that typically- When the stock is- market's plummeting, which it is, it's like 2,000 down, 1,000 up. 2,000 down, 1,000 up, right? And the rates follow. And the rates follow. So it was doing that for a while. And then all of a sudden, last week, rates started going rates up, are going back up, which is weird. Well, the reason is, is because of illiquidity in the market, okay? okay? So typically, if people are panicking and pulling money out of the stock market, they have to place it somewhere. They're going to typically put it into treasuries or mortgage-backed securities, considered to be safer investments, right? So that makes some return. Well, they're created, there was this, created this illiquidity in the market because a couple things are happening. I don't want to bore everyone to death, but bottom line is, is that one thing is people are going to the banks and trying to take their money out. That's part of it. Like, like going to Bank of America and saying like, I yeah, need my money. People get scared. Okay. Like that's what you mean. You don't mean That's a small part of it, but yes. But literally, um, some people are just going there and selling everything. Give me all my money because I want it in my underneath my mattress, right? Which again compounds the problem. I was going to say that's going to be a real problem when yeah, it's <laughs> when, a pro- it, it's a pro- when it corrects and everybody it's a, wants it's a mortgage. A then. So you, you've got that going on, there, and there's and then we saw it like crazy couple of days where there were some days where 15 year mortgage rates were the same or higher than 30 year mortgage rates. So you've got this inverse relationship so crazy. because basically the, there was no one wanting to buy that space. So on Sunday, the Fed or Trump came out and talked about three things that the Fed did to improve the situation. Okay. The first thing they did was they dropped the federal funds rate by a point. Okay, right? We said it went from 1.0 down to zero, basically. Okay? So that didn't directly impact interest rates. But what they also did in the same breath is they bought $500 billion of treasuries. The Fed bought $500 billion of treasuries, and they pledged to buy $200 billion of mortgage-backed securities to create liquidity in that space. So number three was? 200 billion t- of mortgage-backed securities. Mortgage-backed. Okay. Right. So they're, the, basically what's happening is the government's saying, oh crap, we can't have mortgage rates going up. We can't have this. Uh, we've got to give safe spaces for people to keep their money parked mm-hmm. and to slow down this, this fleeing from the stock market both sides. So we're going to promote some spending by dropping the federal funds rate. We're going to slow down this rise of interest rates in the mortgage market mm-hmm. by buying treasuries and buying mortgage-backed securities. And they take it a step further and they literally say that they're, they're not going to let the, uh, it's called quantitative easement. It's it's what uh, the Fed does when they don't want to go further like into a negative rate of return. Like you can literally go below zero. Other countries have. We don't want to do that because there's long-term effects I don't need to go into. Um, but the quantitative easement is in like and kind, we can create the same impact by buying these treasuries and buying these these uh, mortgage-backed securities, right? So what happens? We wake up on, Sunday, on Monday morning thinking the stock market's going to be saved and the 
interest rates are going to be saved. And what actually happened was stock market went down even further. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, a couple thousand point drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hit the, the circuit breaker twice or at least one time this week, maybe twice this week where the, the, it's a stop loss when the stock market is free falling too fast. You just hit a certain threshold. And I learned that term yesterday. Yeah, and literally there's a circuit breaker that that throws at the stock market to stop everything. Hey, stop all trading. Suspend it for 15 minutes. Let's figure out what's going on yeah. before we reopen again to kind of protect the, the to keep that emotion-based fear selling, all that stuff kind of sure. or at least give a pause button. So that happened. And that's right after we did a one-point drop in the federal funds rate, which in theory should have propped up the stock market. Didn't happen. Why? Because no matter how much money you throw at the stock market, it doesn't fix the fears that the coronavirus is causing. In stop. So if In the stop. coronavirus was not around, would yeah. these things, these three things, yep. they would have they would have done them anyway? Um, or do you they, think they did that based on previous success? These are examples of things that they did back in two thousand and eight. Um, in 2008, uh, was the last time that we were actually buying treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. Uh, we stopped doing that for a decade. So uh, these these items, and we here, were raising the federal funds rate for the last 10 years as well. So they did these things separate of the coronavirus, or is it did no, no, the coronavirus? This all is separate. this is economic okay. stuff to okay. fix a falling stock market okay, so and this rising com- interest rates in the mortgage market, right? But so the, these are economic activities okay. that we can do, the Fed can do to solve the problem, but it's not quickly solving the problem because, because there's this additional gotcha. okay. separate underlying gotcha. emotional issue, yeah. which is I'm scared to death of this unknown virus, right? Right. So that's what we're dealing with. It's so interesting so, that everything we've been talking about ties back to emotion, emotion and emotion, money, emotion, 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 money, emotion, emotion. It's crazy, it's and so very. And that's where, oh, and that's where we are today. Because then, okay, well, I'm still scared, and there's maybe a hundred people listening to this saying, "Yep, I'm that person. I'm scared too." Yeah. Hopefully, you didn't sell your your retirement yet. Um, things predatory things start to pop up right now. By the way, like mm. uh, I'm not going to say gold is predatory, but um, You'll start seeing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of infomercials about buying gold right now. Okay. Um, there's a space for it. I do have a little bit of gold. Yeah, we talked about um, it last episode. In episode two, we talked yeah, about... Yeah, there's a, there's a space for it. But bottom line is, is that if you bought gold in 2008, you missed out on a 400% rise and you made no money in gold in the last you know 12 years. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a safe harbor. It is good for worst case scenario like we are a year from now and there's still no commerce. Okay, now now there's now, now that, that's But you're still talking gold bars. Like right? physical, tangible, in yes. your hand stuff, which what are you gonna yes. really do with that? And, and people with guns will come take it from you anyways, Ooh. right? <laughs> um, like what do people do that are really hungry and have no money and, uh, and their baby's crying for two weeks? Yeah. They go take their neighbor's stuff. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. So we're not there because we're Americans and we freaking band <laughs> together, damn it. Like whoever's listening. That's right. Cool, you roll. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's. Uh, it, I think that there's some excellent opportunity in real estate. I think there's some excellent opportunity in in the market moving forward. So what, let's talk about real estate for a second yeah, because mortgages say, are one of them. Um, let's talk about is, mortgages. This is going to be a problem for a lot of people. And it's a good problem, but it's a problem. One of the industries 
that is not going to be unemployed right this second mm-hmm. is the mortgage industry. And the yeah. reason is rates are at unprecedented lows as we speak. You know, there's uh, two weeks ago was probably the lowest rates have ever been. Last week, rates went up a little bit. The Fed stepped in and, and helped out with some quantitative easing. Uh, rates are on the way back down again right now. Bottom line is basically think rates are in the threes. But there today, are, massive are spark- Yeah, they're in the threes right now. They're are back they? In the threes. Yeah, they had gone up over you know 4% last week. They were in the low threes and twos the week before. It's this weird up and down, up and down. Uh, massive movement, just like you see the stock market where there's like a 2,000 point spike one way and the other. We're seeing the same kind of volatility, unprecedented volatility in the mortgage market as well. What was that but funny? Rates are, like that text that we got right yeah. before we got here. Yeah, r- rates were in the it's, fours and they, uh, and they kind of back to normal uh, on last Friday and now they're back in threes again. So um, my point in saying this is there's, depending on the article you read, the last one I read was that at this moment in, in history, 60% of all Americans that have mortgages can and probably should refinance. 60%. 60%, 60% of all Americans. Yeah, of all Americans with loans, home loans specifically, can, can and, probably, and should probably should refinance, right? So you're listening to this, do not call your mortgage broker today. <laughs> um, the analogy I can give you is um, try and go get toilet paper today because there's none available. Uh, here's why I say that the entire mortgage industry, all banks, all mortgage companies are prepared to handle roughly 2 trillion in loans a year of which about half, more than half is typically purchased business. Like you're buying a house. Okay. So, so this is nationwide, nationwide, Two all, trillion. all banks, all everything. So think like uh, a, a trillion is for purchases and a trillion is for refinances. Okay. Call it that. Nationwide. And we just said that there's 10 trillion in loans that can be refinanced. 10 oh, trillion my gosh. in loans that can be refinanced right now. Okay. Um, and they all got wind of this because the news is saying crazy low rates, Fed drops to zero and people think rates are zero, which they're not. Um, but there is truth to people can and should refinance, but your people are now going to try. It's like a, think like a snake, a boa constrictor. Yeah. That just ate a pig. Okay. So what the what's being attempted right now is a couple trillion dollars worth of loans are trying to do loans simultaneously in a two-month period of time yeah. at exactly the same time as the coronavirus comes out and people are not working anymore. <laughs> right? right. Um yeah. appraisers are gonna be in short supply, title companies are gonna be in short supply, uh, inspectors are gonna be in short supply, some realtors are gonna say Screw it. I don't want to be meeting with lots of people because right. my, I don't want my hands to get dirty and I've, I'm scared for my kids. There's sellers on the market that are going to... Well, and let's just talk about really quick that the kids are out yeah. of school. I kids mean, out of school, yeah. There's... And then there's there's literally <laughs> listings I'm aware of right now that um, are being canceled because they don't want these random people coming through their coming house. Coming through their house. Right. Yeah. And parents can't work. And yep. realtors with kids that are home from school can't... I mean, there's just... There's, there's a lot to there's it. There's a lot yeah. to it. But... Those are compounding issues, uh, but the bottom line is, is that it's just simply going to be impossible to take care of every person that wants to refinance. That's why I use the analogy of mm-hmm. everyone does need toilet paper, but they cannot get toilet paper today. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the the answer there is is it's worth inquiring about, and mm-hmm. if you're going to inquire about it, be prepared to get all your documentations in, yeah, um, to be fully ready to do it, and hopefully have somebody valued that can. Uh, give you good advice yeah. that watches the market that times it better than most because the actual bottom of the market 
last time around, like as in two weeks ago, about 48 hours. About 48 hours of the lowest ever, right? And so people either randomly called in that day and the loan officer happened to answer the phone and they were actually able to pre-qualify them and and lock it, (laughs) which is a few people. Sure. Or they missed it. So the better advice is if you're going to start inquiring about this stuff, you want to get with the loan officer, you want to get your documentation in, you want to be ready to pull the trigger if the loan officer takes you to watch the market for you because it went up since two weeks ago and now it's on the way back down a little bit. Yeah. And so the question is, you know, do you have somebody that's going to watch that for you? Watch it for you. And you don't wait. Like if you are able to do it, if it makes you sense. You got to be ready to do it. You got to be ready to do it. So there's opportunity there because now we're talking about decreasing our monthly survival number in most cases, right? So how do you feel about, you know, people shopping multiple lenders? I mean, is that yeah, so like, I know that. How do I feel about it? Well, I think that my general answer is, is that of course you want to be an informed consumer. Like right. I get that. That being said, I can tell you of several people that I was talking to on literally the lowest day the market's ever been that wanted to keep shopping. And three days later they came back and they said, Hey, you got a great rate. And I said, yep. And it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Right. And the rate was literally half point higher. And it's like, that does not exist. So when you're talking about, uh, this is where I'm trying to say, if it makes sense at the time that you talk to somebody, just do it. Yeah. Because there's also a critical point at which the industry is full and the two trillion is two trillion. You can't go past the capacity of the industry and you just won't be able to refinance because Three you can't five, get it five, done. One, you can't get it done. You just right? can't get it done. Yeah. Uh, and so it is just to understand, like it's, there's going to be a customer service issue in this industry. Um, I think that's where it goes to, yep. um, you know, we talk a lot about finding your trusted advisors mm-hmm. um, and almost letting letting people market to you, right? Like, yep. l- like take people's advice, listen to the words that they're yep. saying. That way, when things like this do happen, you have a like a straight pathway yeah. to the person that you trust. Yeah, this is that not, you this can isn't relax. Self serving common either. This is like, thank God I've got two financial planners that yeah. keep me freaking mentally clear. Absolutely. Like they, they call this is literally what one of them called me and said. He said, Hey Josh, have you have you seen the stock market today? I was like, Yep. He said, Have you looked at your portfolio today? Nope. He said, Nope. He said, Good. <laughs> keep I, not looking. Keep Randy, not looking. Randy at your goes, Do you want to know what? has happened in the last three days. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want to know what happens on the good days. It scares me. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, no, no. But do not at, at least me. you have the advisors that are, that you trust that they do. And you know, it, it just makes me feel really yep. like I love when my friends, my family are able to call and, you know, over the years we've built up enough trust where I can say, I got you. Yeah this is what it looks like. This is what it's going to feel like. It's going to feel different. Um, no way but I got you yeah. like, and, and know that they're like, okay, cool. And can yeah. thumbs up and, and we can take care of them. So yeah, and, and for the record, uh, it's just important to understand like our industry, at least my company, we have to prioritize purchase business. Have to. Um, because it's, it's something that if somebody is going to be selling a house and buying a house, people need to understand that, I will for sure make sure that one closes on time yeah. and take priority for that situation so I don't have somebody homeless. Then I will, you know, a couple of days delay or a week or two delay in closing to save a couple hundred bucks, right. which is important. It is super but it important. Is something that, that I'm very clear about is our company serves 
purchase business first. Yeah. And we absolutely take care of our VIPs or past clients and our friends to help them out as well. For sure. But it's just the priority is you got to be clear. Well, it's the, I mean, it's somebody is, has a house yep. and somebody potentially doesn't have a house, yep. you know, exactly and right. people that are moving from different cities, states, yep. relocating their families, yep. you know, so there's a lot of things to, to take into consideration. So what's really interesting about this though, too, is this goes back into that, you know, um, when things get back, get back to normal, because they will get back to normal. Okay. The adjustments in lifestyle, mm-hmm. like it's never a good time for me to go down to the bank and try to renegotiate my car loan. Right. It's mm-hmm. never a good time for me to sit down and look at my personal family budget because it bothers me or I'm scared of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's never a good time. I'm always too busy to talk to a mortgage guy to see if I can refinance. Uh, you know, I, I send all my money into my 401k, but I've never looked at it ever in 17 years. I don't have an financial planner giving me advice. Those actions have got to change. Like mm-hmm. you can be in such a much better situation by being proactive in these things than having the world happen to you and being forced to take action, right? right. That, that's the difference. So right. um, I didn't want to talk about that. So at the end of the day, um, what happens next? I think the rates are going to be a little bit low for a while. Um, I do think that there is now, I would not have said this two months ago. I do think that there is the possibility of a recession Hmm. because of what's happening with business owners, small businesses, people not being able to work, quarantine, uh, self quarantine or mandatory quarantine. All those things will impact the economy. Um, but here's what's different too. As far as mandatory quarantine. So, um, across the city, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Bars, restaurants, uh, and public establishments, their max is 50% occupancy, right? So by the time people listen, it might be different. But I'll just say today, for example, San Francisco and seven counties around San Francisco, they are mandatory everything closed. But same here in San Antonio, though. There's some bars and restaurants. Well, there's a restriction of every city, because I know people are listening to this around the country. You know, every city is a little different. There there could be a restriction of uh, no more than 50 people or 250 people in a gathering place. It could be uh, there are some areas that... You cannot go into the restaurant at all to eat, but you they can stay open to serve curbside. Um, so that's an example. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I've got a loan that we're doing in, in turn at Legacy. Uh, Nikki's actually doing it right now with a local um, four chain restaurant mm. that they are opting to not serve. Yeah, but but they are paying their cooks to stand staff to do curbside, curbside yeah. and they're giving their waiters the option of working home delivery. So you can call in that restaurant, they'll bring it to you and leave it outside your door. Um, But you know, there's a lot of actions like that to try and preserve jobs and and revenue, right? Um, But we will get back to normal is is the point. How fast that happens is is anyone's guess. Yeah. Um, I would tell anyone that that's listening that if you're thinking about making any major financial decisions at all, Buying a house, selling a house, not going through with a contract that you already have. Um, That's a good one. I'm glad you said all that. All that stuff. Like consult professionals before you do so, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's opportunity in the moment. So I, I've got, uh, I'll give you two per- perfect examples. I've got a family that I'm very aware of that's buying a second home locally, actually at the beach, that is very tight on reserves, can make it work, is already under contract, asked me the question, should I move forward? My answer was no. Because only because it's an option, second home, and they had no reserves. Right. So if this lasts longer than normal, it could be a, a drag on their on them personally. 
The flip side is I've got a, a legacy loan officer friend of mine buying a second home in the mountains and asked me the exact same question. Mm-hmm. And he's got, we know his, the, our company's not closing right now right. With, all, with all the business that's going on. He does have lots of reserves. He does have other options to tap into cash. If this went on for a year, he'd be, be okay. fine. And he's getting a great deal on it because of what's happening in the market. Right. Move forward on it. Right. Yeah. So it's a case by case thing, but both of them sought advice before they just decided. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's uh, something that you look at on a case by case basis. Um, and get an outsider's point of view. Absolutely. I think. I mean, outside of a trusted advisor, getting somebody from an outside yep. perspective that you know, especially when you're talking about um, real estate purchases, a lot of times, again, going back to the emotion, there's a lot yep. of emotion wrapped up in in home purchases um, or home sales. And so getting somebody to kind of give you an objective point of view to say, yep, it's really good. And maybe it's just an option putting less money down. I mean, I know people that are putting down 20% that they can qualify with 5% down. So just do the 5% down and keep your cash and then Mm -hmm. apply it towards your principal after the fact as an example. Yeah. Um, It's a, it's an interesting time in the world. Um, I need to wash my hands again because it's been two minutes. Um, it's just, you know, I, I make light of it, but I'm, I've become a, quite the weirdo around that. Um, but what other questions we missed? Uh, Gabe, since you happen to be in the room, just trying to think of what yeah. we might have we missed we as miss? far as um, where to put your money, what not to sell. You know, watch out for if it wasn't a good investment a month ago, it's probably not a good inv- investment now. Like watch out for gold, things like that. Like don't. So you can go and take out some cash. Yeah. And just sit with it. Yeah. If it and blows over in 90 days, put your cash put back it, in the put bank. Put it back in. Yep. And I'm not talking about take all your money out. I'm talking about like just, just like take s- out some handy cash to be available. <laughs> okay. You know? Um, I do think that um, non-perishable food, like you don't want to do a run the market. But I think, again, prudence, you know, I'd like yeah. to be able to stay longer at my house and not yeah, be just around a little people. Bit. Just have yeah. a little extra canned goods. Canned goods are cheap. Yeah. You know, don't buy stuff that, that's perishable. Just buy stuff that you can put on the shelf and eat it for the next 90 days if you got it. No big deal. Yeah. Um, and, and the rest of it, you know, it goes back to, I think, that what, what the world needs right now is some empathy. Yeah. I think it needs um, some calm heads. I think yeah, and you know, will prevail. here's the thing too. Um, whenever you are forced to be around your family and just kind of, I mean, look at the silver lining of, you know, what can you do and how can you utilize this time with them? Yep. Um, we've had a lot of fun in ways, you know, Board I mean, we, oh, we played Monopoly's cheater edition last night. I don't know if you've ever played that. Monopoly Let, cheer? No. Cheers never. edition. Oh, I thought they said cheer. I'm thinking like you was a cheerleader. I was like, nope, <laughs> not going to do that. M-O-N-O. <laughs> no, like cheaters edition. It was so fun and we laughed so hard um so that's really fun we have been making tiktok videos so for anybody that follows me on social media um, You're me. my kids have made some tiktok videos i have made some tiktok videos that have not been published but um you know just having fun with them um we put the tread I, the treadmill went out in our little uh extra space so i officially made it to my 2 months of consistently working out so we moved the treadmill so i now have like you. the beginning of a space um the kids have been out there yeah. you know working on that and clearing out toys and organize so there's just been we're getting some house projects done you know 
just a few things here and there. So, and it ultimately, you know, we're getting a little bit more extra or or a little bit extra time together. Yep. So, you know, I mean, there's, and I did think of one other thing that you can do in downtime. This is a great time to go through your subscriptions. Ah, yeah. You're not like the gym membership. Mm-hmm. You're not going to the gym the next sixty days. You're not going. Not Put them going on the hold. Next like you know, it's it's really prudent to watch your cash outflow right yeah. now. Cancel or put um, them on hold. I mean, a lot of times they'll freeze them. Put, for, on, put on hold yeah. or something like that. You for know, sure. sorry, Gold's Gym, but it just is what it is. Well, they're gonna. Cl- I mean, I think a couple of them have already closed anyway. So that makes sense. you know, I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting times, but uh, what they say, drastic times call for drastic measures. Absolutely. And I think that if you make the best of it, I think it's also a great time to be a good leader to your family and good leader to your friends. Um, like I said, be empathetic and look for opportunities to take care of others because mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of people that do not have the means and resources to take care of themselves. Um, so I just have a quick story about mm-hmm. my beautiful mother, Sandy Mashinsky. So literally on her front doorstep, she has hand sanitizer and a sign and snacks and water for all the delivery men. Like, thank you for delivering goods to our house that we all need. That's amazing. That's so sweet. I saw that. I was like, that's amazing. That's so sweet. Well, <laughs> this is Josh and Bryn, and we're going to sign off. But sign um, off. stay calm. <laughs> Wash, Wash your, hands. your hands. Wash your hands. Social distance. Don't be crazy. It's just not worth it right now. Love your people. Uh, love your people. Love your people. Love your people. And uh, we appreciate you. Like, subscribe. Tell uh, your friends. Tell your friends if you found this valuable. And, and give, give us, us feedback. feedback. Exactly feedback, right. Feedback. But, uh, take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.